All right, we have the whole. Okay, this you guys get all your pee pees out this time. I got, I got, got yes, out. but or, there's yes. gonna be more pee pee. Okay, all right. I I've been. <laughs> that's why I went. I've now. been overhydrating yeah. in the mornings. Uh, is that what it is? <laughs> you guys big peers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. but well, I think as we age, it's. Uh, oh no! It's the coffee that gets me because as soon as you have the coffee, that's the only time I feel my age is like at three in the morning when you get up for the stumble to the. To the toilet. Mm. To the toilet. Then I feel I've heard about like, that. I've heard about oh, that age. Oh, oh. Mm. That's not when that. did that, that happen? That, that, that doesn't ha hasn't happened for me yet. You're getting through the night. I'm getting through the night. night. Yeah. yeah. Really? I am too, but not always, but mostly. Well, if I wake up in the middle of the night, it's the terror and the anxiety and mm -hmm. all that stuff, but it's not the uh, it's not the pee -pee. creeps in. The terror creeping. It's not the pee pee. You can't pee that out. Too, I can't, you can't pee that out. I've tried. I've tried. But you can pee it out. Yeah, you have to it's, really it's concentrate. A, it's a penis thing. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. a different tool. Yeah. But you have to really focus, though. It's not yeah. easy. Like, yeah. It's yeah. A skill. You really got to squeeze it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, here we are. Randall Einhorn. Randall Einhorn. We've been watching episodes from season five, and every single one of them have been directed by you. Yeah, <laughs> and they're all fantastic. They and, really are, man. And we thought we better we better get Randall on the pod so the fans can hear directly from him how brilliant we are. Yes. Uh, yes. So mostly we wanted you here to talk, talk about, about our, that. To speak yeah, of our yeah, greatness and uh, tell it across the lands. Um, <laughs> I, I, mean, I think the secret is just standing out of your way. No, not at all. You know, yeah. you know, that is what we thought the secret was too, <laughs> um, for some time. And then you kind of came in and you really kind of pushed us a little bit. It's something we've been talking about. You know, you pushed us to be a little bit more ambitious and, you know, you would, you would push back in a way that, that, you know, didn't get our hairs up and got us like listening to you, you know, you got us to do some, some kind of bigger stuff, which I think was really helpful and good. And that's cool. use more of that. We were Thank discussing you. how when you came in, we, we, I think it was a combination of you and Shackman, but around that time, the two of you guys took what we were doing and pushed it into, uh, just pushed the limits of what we could do and episodes could be bigger and we could get out of the sort of bar and apartments and we could have a world series defense episode, or we could, uh, you know, shoot a hockey puck on a rink and, uh, <laughs> And have some, you know, create a stadium that we couldn't afford to or be allowed to be in. Yeah. Uh, and so, anyways. Uh, yeah, we. How'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, over the years, we found that um, bringing in uh, adults, adults to the room mm. have uh, have garnered great results. Um, Meg's Meg's one of them. Um, Randall's one of them. Matt Shackman was one of them. In some ways, Martin and Roselle, even though they're basically no, no. children, but they were able <laughs> to synthesize give that. what we tried to much. do into something a yeah. little bit more cohesive on a consistent basis. They were yeah. more professional in some in some ways. Well, yes, in some ways. They'd had more experience in other rooms, whereas we had none. Yes. To go on and on and on before we allow you to speak, you know, I think... <laughs> what, what, <laughs> it's nice. I'm just sitting here and not. Yeah, yeah. I think it is like, look, the business, this particular business is one of collaborations. And, you know, oftentimes someone will come to you. I was just watching a like a because i'm obsessed watching a thing about like the making of like uh there will be blood mm -hmm. and you know daniel day lewis like sending uh voice memos to paul thomas anderson he'd be like oh you want to do that with voice and then warming up to it same thing with phil hoffman in boogie nights where he was like i want to talk like this you know 
And he was like, I'm not sure, but I, I like to collaborate with people. There's a reason I'm working with this person. And I think you were the first person that we worked with who really was coming at us from a, sometimes from an angle that we weren't seeing. And then we trusted you. We said, well, let's try a few sort of Randall ways. Yeah. I, and you sort of taught us a new way to shoot and cover the show. And I remember him saying things like, You're, you can be doing more with this and not, you know, because, and not have it spend, and not spend more money and more time. Mm -hmm. Like you had a, you were like, you, you had an ambition that allowed you to, within the constraints of the budget of the show and the number of days that we had to shoot, where you were able to get big things in the same amount of time. I think we also, it was when, I'm not sure if you were using three cameras at that time before I came in. I think we were, we, we were definitely using three cameras at some times. Yeah. Uh, whereas now I feel like we have them, we have three cameras like yeah. that. Yeah. I believe when you came in, you said you should be shooting three cameras yeah. all the time. Mm -hmm. All the time. Yeah. Because right, right. why lose anything? Mm. You know, everybody's doing great stuff. And if you have, yeah. you know, coverage, coverage and a master. Yeah. Or, you know, a way to hand off to another location. Mm -hmm. Why not do that? So, yeah. Can I, we start from the beginning? Yeah, let's we, back I, it up. I want to talk about your path in because mm -hmm. I remember the, the very first time I met you, mm -hmm. um, you had just come back from, you were a, a white water riverboat guide. Yeah. Is that correct? Can we, <laughs> yeah. can we, can we talk about that? I was, I was, I was a well, raft, rafting though, yeah. not a riverboat, right? Raft guide, yeah. Raft guide. And for most people yeah. who don't was, know, don't this is a pretty normal, yeah. this is a pretty normal path into the industry. So it explain, really yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> explain how they should go learn how to whitewater so raft their way into Hollywood. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a well-worn path <laughs> from whitewater kayaking to directing. I mean, Paul Thomas Anderson, like we mm -hmm. just talked about, great, 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 great kayaker. On the waters of the uh, LA River. Uh, uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick was also uh, yes, in a New York, very well-known yeah. whitewater enthusiast. I was doing, I was a whitewater raft guide, and um, I started I started uh, filming expeditions, and I started filming the, I remember that. the raft You'd, trips. Yes. Now, was this in, this was in Australia? In Australia, in yeah. Australia, yeah. But also like in Papua New Guinea and other places. Sure. And then I went and did... Um, so I was filming those from a kayak. I'd kayak down the rapids, hop out, film the, film the rafters come through and did, sell them a did really- Did you have an interest, sorry, in, in shooting, you know, uh, being no. a director before? So you learned how to use cameras because you wanted to record your expeditions. Yeah, I, I learned how to use it. That's, that's, that's exactly right. The wow. company I was doing it for, I was leading these expeditions. They said, why don't you start filming it? I'm like, you mean like with a camera or something? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Can we even sure, go back that. even further? Because mm -hmm. now I, I, I think it's interesting. People love to hear people's journeys mm -hmm. from the beginning. And yes. so how old were you when you started doing that? Like what would happen before that? What Your interest lied in adventure sports? Yeah, in, in, in really in whitewater um, and, and all outdoor extreme sports, you know, uh, skiing, uh, hiking, you know, sea kayaking, mountain biking. Where did you, you grow, grow up, up in like Ohio or something? I did. I grew up yeah. in Ohio. Yeah, Ohio, right. Yeah, where lots of great white water there <laughs> as well. But yeah, I started, I just took off traveling when I was 18 years old, stayed away for really 23 years and kind of figured out who I was going to be. I got kicked out of high school which is also the- Oh, you did know, you get kicked out of high school for? Tell oh, us that story. It's, that's a good story. Yeah, no, 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 nothing I'm proud of. <laughs> it was an accumulation of, of things, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you were a rascal. And, and, I was a rascal. And, and, and a, a poor student. Mm -hmm. and, and so he wanted said, to be outside. 
He was, I, yeah, he was you sticking him in be, a classroom and he needed to be outside. But, but no, you, no <laughs> visions of being a Hollywood director. I like, still don't know if I really wanted to. No, I do. <laughs> yeah. No, I had never had any designs on this. I never even wanted to be a photographer or you know, a videographer. It just happened. Mm-hmm. And so I, I started filming it and I'm like, I started really enjoying it. And then uh, Mark Burnett came through and, and I, I, I ended up getting like some sponsorship for kayaking because I would go do stupid things and people could take photos of me doing stupid so things. this guy's crazy enough so, to go over so, that waterfall with a camera. Yeah, so he could probably sell Mountain Dew. So yeah, I, I, I was doing that and I got a call from a buddy who's location manager who said, look, I, I need to find um, some river areas so we could do for this thing called Eco Challenge, which is a 500 mile wilderness adventure race. And that was Mark Burnett's thing before he did Survivor. Mm-hmm. So I took him on all these different rivers and showed him you know, some river sections because he needed him for the race. And I said, you know, you, you should hire me to, to, to film it. And uh, he did. And that's how I started filming. Wow. Mm. And what year was that? 1997. <laughs> 1997, huh? So 97. So I went Eco Challenge. And mm. I did seven of those. I did them all over the world. Great, great gig. You know, you just off on your own, carrying a heavy camera, trying to keep up with these hardcore adventure racers. So I did that for seven years, and then I, oh, I couldn't... By the way, was it film? Like in 97, were you shooting on film? No, we are shooting on really, really heavy beta cams. Oh, the beta really cams. Really heavy. Yeah, yeah. I convinced Burnett he should hire me on, on Survivor, uh-huh. and I DP'd the first Survivor. And uh, then... That's a big deal. Yeah, huge. You yeah. Were, you were the... I don't know that I knew that. You were the DP yeah. on the first season of Survivor? Yeah. And for our fans who don't know, that's the director of photography. So that means you're basically in charge of the cameras and the lighting. And there, there will yeah. be a director with you, but you have a lot to, to say and a lot of input on the look and, and the style the of the yeah. technical aspect. Well, actually, there was no show. director out there. We were just shooting what happened. So the you know, DP kind of, essentially was the director. Yeah, we were just like, you had, you had producers who were logging with the conversations so they could build stories. Uh-huh. But in terms of what we were filming, nobody was telling me what to film. Right. We, were, we just shot what happened, you know, yeah. in a kind of verite like style. Like documentary style. Yeah, so very much. Like run and gun and, and just yep. catch, capture as much reality as you can. And uh, yeah. Do you feel like the the experience of following around a bunch of maniacs on an island helped you in some way when... It was felt very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Less well, asses and elbows, I could get them to face me. I, yeah. But that, that, was was, I, that was my key to directing. Like, face me. Well, face I, the camera. So I yeah, yeah, according yeah. to my research, it was your time on Survivor that um, was the reason that uh, you were um, pulled into the office because they wanted that feel, that mm-hmm. real yeah. reality documentary feel. I was I was in um, Jackson Hole. So people always hired me to go do stupid things with cameras. Um, and I was filming um, Sean White and Jeremy Jones. Um, and I was... Um, have, you know, I was skiing with them and uh-huh. filming them. And Ben Silverman, who was in the video village, says, that's the guy who should be the DP of the office. I'm like, I don't know why he thought that, because I can ski with a camera. And I, I have- I, I, We know Ben, I know and, ben and he's yeah. just yeah. very enthusiastic and- Very and enthusiastic. Impulsive, <laughs> but, but that sometimes it takes that, right? Yeah. For someone to have that, that kind of vision to yeah, say- Yeah, to see it. Yeah, to be like, why not this guy? Yeah, I'm, I, I, you know, why you would think you'd take that guy and put him in a fluorescent lit office, <laughs> I don't know. But Ben saw something, I, I suppose. <laughs> it's the kind of radical guy we need filming people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's that he saw you skiing while, while 
camera operating and thought I could get this guy to do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's an this insane person. This is insane. Person. Uh, yeah. well, he's a so now when he when you get that call and they say, "Hey, we'd like you to to direct." How many episodes did they offer you? Oh, um so I got I was the DP on the office. Oh, first DP. I was first okay. the DP on the office and I DP'd like over 100 episodes and I, I met with Greg Daniels and Greg and I got along really great and really enjoyed each other's humor and blah, blah. So we, 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 um, in filming that show, Greg said, you're telling jokes to the camera. And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to. And he says, well, you should direct some. I'm like, okay. So everything really has just happened to me. But wait, through so no designs a, of my own. There's a big learning curve there because I, I yeah. imagine when you're deeping survivor, you're, the lighting is practical, right? You go right. into a yeah, building and, totally. and it's lit. Like when you're DPing the office, you have a gaffer and, you know, a best boy and you're hanging Kino flows or whatever they were using at the time. And you're in charge of how that looks. So what was the learning curve there in, in terms was, of... That was big. Yeah. Was it was it? a big learning curve. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> I remember the first time I was, I started filming something, my key, my grip was, he grabbed me by the belt. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing, man? And he's like, oh, I'm just making you safe. I'm like, you don't. I can't see where I'm going when I'm going backwards if you're there. Mm -hmm. And it just, it just it just freaked me out. It's like, yeah. what are you holding me? I'm gonna, yeah. I got, I got this. It's like, you can't touch certain things that other people can touch. You can't pick up a C-stand. You probably yeah. didn't know what a C-stand was. I, I, I have many, <laughs> what, what is that called? Many many offenses of doing that. Okay, yeah. sure. I just but what grip. you're alluding to there is it's very common practice that if a camera operator is moving backwards, yeah. there'll be a grip behind them yeah. to make sure who's they don't... making sure they don't fall down or step over something. But what you're saying is that's the first time anybody had looked out for your safety. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. You were just, before that, you were just walking backwards with a camera in the jungle. In yeah. the jungle. So did you do any sort of book learning to try to figure out these things? Or did you just, it was all onset experience? It was, that... it was all onset experience. Wow. I kind of think that my greatest asset is not knowing any better. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. You, you can actually, you don't, there are no rules, you know, thirds. I don't know. It looks cool when I put him in, you know, doing the interviews on Survivor. I thought it looked interesting for it to be in ninths rather than, and make the, 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 the environment a character or even maybe bigger. I don't know bigger. what that means. Yeah, so explain that. <laughs> what is thirds and ninths? Well, you know, there's this, this rule of thirds and framing Yeah, that it's, it's really nice to put, split the theme into thirds. That's right. a very conventional way of thinking about framing. But on Survivor, I thought that the, the, the environment was more as much a character as the person sitting there um, being interviewed. So I, I played with heavy foreground elements of, you know, ants crawling across a raw log in the foreground of a person talking. Uh-huh. So I think stuff like that was not knowing any better. It was a mm -hmm. very liberating. Were I you could, nervous about like matching eye lines or anything like that? But you or you knew you were going to cross cover, so those things would sort of tie in automatically. You know, I, from filming observational documentaries and rea and reality, the eye line is never in question. You never think about it. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're on Survivor, and there's five people in a conversation, and you have two cameras there plus the, the boom operators, and all of a sudden somebody over here starts talking, and the line gets crazy. So. That the, right. one of the operators knows that they need to duck out of the frame, go and get on the other right side of the frame. So you're constantly adjusting the 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 frame line so that it doesn't look like people are talking away from each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you know you you want both people looking looking like they're talking to each other, and if you're on the wrong side of the line, it'll appear that it does look goofy. Yeah. So that was a that was a really good skill. Like I didn't need to learn that in a book because I had to learn it every single day. 
with all these camera operators and mm. and and the boom operators. I mean, thinking about that, Survivor was boomed. There's no there's no laws on people, right? And there's eight people in a tribe who are all having a conversation. You never know who's going to talk, and the whole show is laughed? boomed. They're not wearing anything. Oh. <laughs> Where does it go? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, yeah. naked skin. They're like all naked yeah. and afraid. And, and you, Aren't they wearing t-shirts and shit? Like no, no there are. There's, there's they're like free to take it off and yeah. do whatever. Okay. So there, yeah. I, so I, I didn't watch a lot of Survivor. So yeah, I, I, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, a lot of people did and continue yes. to. I believe yeah. it's still on. So it's still, on? It's still yeah. surviving. Oh, yeah. I have never seen one episode of yeah. Survivor. I, I have not either. Season. I have nothing against it. I just didn't. I just no. This, yeah. It never yeah, came yeah, across you know, my right. radar. I remember it on for thirty years. Yeah, Burnett pitched it to me and this buddy of mine, his location manager. Like, he pitched the show to us. I'm like. That is the dumbest idea ever. <laughs> Nobody's gonna watch that. Anyway, he was right. I was I was wrong. I was yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Did you think the same about the office when you heard it? Uh, Boring. Yeah. Why are people? No, are people I love the British office. Yeah. yeah well, too. for us though, that was the show that I think made us think we could make our own show because of the way it was shot <laughs> and lit. The British office. Yeah, the British yeah. office. Because it, the lighting was so practical and because the cameras were so handheld, we thought, well, we can all, sure, we can go into a room with tiny cameras and practical lighting. That we can do. So we can make something that looks like that. So I, I think it was a natural and ev- I think we, evolution we for us. To- also trying to capture the improvisational quality of like Curb Your Enthusiasm. And, and it just felt like the coverage was far left the coverage and the lighting were way less important than capturing performances in the moment capturing you know uh real conversations mm-hmm. moments that can only happen once because if you try to turn around on it you're never going to remember and it's never going to be the same you know and so uh, that was a big inspiration for us like the british office and curb yeah, that's a big reason for me to want to shoot three cameras yeah right. is that you're never losing any of that yeah and it and it also i think it i think when you're shooting with three cameras it affects the actors tell me absolutely in, in a way that then you know you're on. It, so, it is the absolute best to, yeah. to not have to do your side and then turn around and do the other side. Well, it's like you said, you know, you're if you're on at the same time as I'm on, we're both on camera. Then I'm going to get a better performance. You know, he's going to get a better performance from me because I'm on camera. Yeah, I'm not just going to be off camera like reading my lines or you know. The, however, there it. are limitations to that aesthetic, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, sure. you've now moved on to shooting all sorts of different ways. So I'm sure you've worked on shows where you've had to like set the camera and then turn around and do a whole very different... Fargo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's right. just really one camera. Well, the Coens always, always shoot angles. from within, right? Yeah. So not always, but like most of their scenes, you'll see that camera is in between the actors uh, instead of, you know, that sort of run and gun documentary over the shoulder style. So yeah. They're, in they're Fargo, inside, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all very inside. But Do you have a favorite of those, like, ways? Would you rather be out in the jungle again? Do you like the mockumentary style? Oh, I do like the mockumentary style. I do like being outdoors. I would love to shoot something outdoors again. I remember my, so my, my, the other operator who became the DP on The Office, Matt Sohn and I, we met on Eco Challenge and, and Survivor. So, and I remember there was one episode we were going to, film out in the woods it was it was like you know we're both looking through, through our adventure gear you know putting figure out what pants were, and they were all old and packed away in the, in the back of the cupboard and we were dusting it off and yeah you want to split this granola bar from 1997 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's still good man they were good <laughs> 
Guys and Meg, what are you doing October 8th? Uh, I don't really, I don't even know what day of the week it is. It's a Sunday. Because oh. you know what? The birds are back in town. Oh! oh. Philly plays the Rams at SoFi that afternoon. That's in Los Angeles, so you know I'll be there. Obviously, we're all going, right? What uh, are you, well, yeah, when are you buying tickets? I, I got to check with Mary Elizabeth, make sure we're free that day. When, when, are, mm, when are you getting tickets? Yeah, you guys know that there's no need anymore to make these kinds of plans months and months in advance. I mean, we can always just come back for tickets on game time. Wait, what? You guys don't know game time? GameTime.co, GameTime.co. That's the one. Yeah, it's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the hottest sports, music, comedy, and theater shows near you. I know what you're talking about. Yes, I've always had great luck scooping up last-minute tickets with them. They're very, very good. Yeah, they're awesome, and they got that best price guarantee. Mm, baby. Mm -hmm. You know, we can focus on more important matters at hand, like planning our pregame. Oh, Mm -hmm. uh, that's something. I call Green Man. Okay, I'm looking through uh, GameTime.co right now. And it looks like uh, there's tons of great flash deals. I mean, there's even uh, views of the seats and, and protection against event cancellation. Yeah, plus, you know, if you find tickets in the same section or a row for less, uh, they'll credit you 110% of the difference. Woo! Basically, you would make money to go see Hertz and the boys. You know what I mean? Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Sunny for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. Uh, look, terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SUNNY for $20 off. You guys, what do you think of when you think of the sound when you hear ching? Oh, like ching, 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 ching goes the money tree and it, and it, and it chings money, come, money come to me. Ching, 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 money, 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 now, money, yeah. uh, money, money, me and making now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Charlie, I th- I think of a cash register because I'm not up on my Wall Street mother goose or whatever. No, I was just saying money, me, money, me, money, me and making now. That's it's fine. It's well, fine. that I get. Okay. That I get. But listen, both of you are right. Okay, so don't worry about that. All right, it's a, it, it's it is the sound of someone making their first sale. Yeah. on Shopify. Shopify. That is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Yeah. Do you guys know that the Sunny Podcast website is actually built on Shopify? Uh, that's true because Shopify simplifies selling online and in person, so you can focus on successfully growing your business. Whether according to this copy, you're selling succulents or stilettos. Yeah. What I want to know about is selling succulents and stilettos. Who's in the middle of that Venn diagram? <laughs> well, that's right. It covers every sales channel, okay? From an in-person POS system uh, to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it even uh, lets you sell across social media markets like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah, yeah, we sell Sunny Podcast merch on Shopify. And let me tell you, it really helped us move those creep pins and keep our books in order so we're not drowning in accounting. Yeah, and it's packed with industry-leading tools to ignite growth. So you can level up your biz without having to learn any coding or design skills yourself. Not to mention, they have 24-7 help and an extensive business course library. So they're there to support your success every step of the way. Whether those steps are in heels or not, okay? This is possibility powered by Shopify. So now it is your turn to get serious about selling and try Shopify today. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period. $1 per month. That's, oh, that's all that's, you got to pay is $1 know, per yeah. month? Yeah, you go to shopify.com slash sunny, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash sunny to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash sunny. You've got a lot of the office under your belt and you get a call to try this other show. What do you do? Do you see a few episodes before you come in? 
Yeah. To, and then- Yeah, because you, but sorry, you had only, in terms of scripted television, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you had only done The Office yeah. before you came and did yep. Sunny with us. Uh, yeah. But I, you know, I, I directed, I think at that point, I probably would have directed- Right. I've done like 16 of them. So like at that point directed. I would have been yeah. like, you know, six of them. Yeah. And I remember like I, 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 I knew I wanted to move away from DPing and start directing more. And uh, Greg Daniels let me go do other shows and still come back and be the DP. That's cool. Oh. So I got, I didn't have to, well, who the hell does that? I remember in our first meeting, one of the things that struck me about you was there was this, there was a confidence mm-hmm. and an ambition that was there that I that I found. I was faking that. Yeah, it might have been. We had been. the ambition. Yeah. Well, everybody's yeah. faking yeah. it. Right That's what you're right? Yeah. <laughs> Were you really? I don't. You don't strike me as someone who is who is faking it. You strike me as a genuinely confident person when I, it comes to your work. I, and, I am confident. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's foolhardy or not, I am. But I think that's what it is, right? Quietly you, th- confident <laughs> for no apparent reason. Maybe that's the adventure background, right? Like there's yeah. a little bit you of like- You meet a bear in the woods. You gotta yeah. act like you're the bigger bear. Even yeah, <laughs> even if you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. you know, when you're skiing down a mountain yeah. and you're going at a speed that where you're just you're just maintaining control, but you're also right on the edge of, of catastrophic failure. <laughs> and, um, you know, you, you just sort of learn a little bit that like you can do it, Right. Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you can't. You don't need to always overthink it first. You need to like jump into it, thrust yourself into it, figure it out, have fun, you know, and then just trust that it'll be there when you need it. So my my only real formal training is is raft guiding and and river rescue. Like I I, I and I think that you know guiding a raft down a river, and forward paddle. You don't really want to call forward paddle like a question. Uh, yeah, you yeah, want right. you want to you know you want to go with confidence. And you need to be confident and direct and to call that type of thing out. So I, I think I had that that type of training of trying to get people to do things that they weren't necessarily comfortable with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And that that is a skill I suppose I still mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you certainly possessed it at the time. I mean, like I said, I think you 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 pushed us in ways that other directors hadn't quite pushed us. And you did it with a, a certain confidence and enthusiasm that was, you know, seductive to us, I think. Did we have a meeting before or did, or did we just hire you? No, we had a meeting. We did? We had a meeting. I remember, yeah, it was, it, it was the first season that we had uh, shot on the Fox lot. Uh-huh. Um, and I believe, and the three of us shared... Um, that corner office yeah. on yep. the third floor. Third floor? Is mm-hmm. it third floor? Mm-hmm. Fourth floor? Yeah, back on and, um, the alleyway. Yeah, yeah. And we met in that office, I think. Mm-hmm. Is that is that do you guys do you remember? Yes, I, I, I do. I, I do, and I remember the con- I remember the conversation. And it I, was a lot of exactly what you led with, which is I think what you guys are doing is really yeah. interesting, but you can go further. And we were so used to meeting with directors, especially early on, who would say, You can't really do that. That blocking won't work, you won't hit the light. Uh, that, and yeah. we would be like, why? The, the show looks like shit, so who cares? And we're just trying to capture what the actors are doing. And you came in and said, yeah, yeah, forget all You didn't care about any of that. You didn't care about it. You didn't care about any of the stuff that we didn't care about. And I think mm. we really liked now, that. I'm now remembering this You're meeting, like, yeah. That, that, yeah, that's we were right. like, that's right. You know, people get caught up on this and then you, and you were you were on the same page as us. You were like, It was oh, a none refreshing take because no one had spoken to us like that about the show. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's interviewing one on one. You come into the room where the where the bosses are, and you're like, everything you guys are doing is great. 
And you're right about everything. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to come in and I'm going to make you better versions of what you already are, which is great, to be yeah. clear. And we're, and we're like, wow, this guy is, wow, this guy's really this guy's smart. So smart. <laughs> this guy's a really good director. Wow. <laughs> There's something about this guy that I like. I don't know what it is. It's I remember just... Shackman's interview and it was totally different, yeah. right? Like, you know, he was like, nah, I, I like to work this way and I would probably do things my way. You know, and we're like, well, that's interesting too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but also, also with the with the same degree of confidence in himself that allowed us to kind of give over to that. But that's the big thing. Like, do you have a vision? Do you have a a vision that is your own, and does it gel with ours? You know, because you could come in and be like, the whole thing is going to be lit brighter and you know done. I mean, to me, like as a director, form follows function. That's why the office looks like the office, and you know. Fargo looked like Fargo and Wilfred looked like Wilfred. It's, it, it wants to serve the material. And the material was you all. It was all these characters. And, and it didn't matter if it, how it was lit. It just had to be funny. And everybody, you know, I, I think there's so much preciousness to filmmaking that filmmaking often gets in the way of filmmaking. Yeah, I think yeah. that's true. Certainly on a show like this. Yeah. yeah. But I, and also, you came in and we liked you. And people disregard that sometimes when they think about like how to prepare for an interview or to come into a new position. Well, I just have to be technically good. But the truth is you're spending a lot of time with the people oh. that you're working with and you just seem fun and affable and game and the mm -hmm. kind of person we would want to spend time with. And that goes a, a long way. And we knew we would have fun with you and we did. It's, tr it's true though. It's like when you're going in to shoot a show, I'm going to spend more time with the actors than I am awake with my wife. Right. right, you know, yeah, yeah. during that short, it, 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 intense period. Yeah. What was your impression of us? Were you like these guys were younger than I thought, or were you or like? <laughs> were, were you thinking like, like God, they're yeah, more handsome, three very handsome men. Very handsome no, in I mean, were, what was it like? What did you sort of feel like these guys know what they want, and I'm going to stay out of their way, or was it like, oh, these guys are lost, they need some guidance? Or <laughs> no, these guys definitely know what they want. I should be here to make it even better than what they want. Yeah. I mean, that's why I think a director's job is is to make it better than you know, the way that it's written or the way, make it as best as it can, you know, be performed. I think it's, yeah. I think the director's job is just serving the material. So coming in and I'm in charge, it's like, yeah, you're not really, it's part of a bigger thing. Mm. You've got something going on. Yeah. But I remember meeting you all, it's like, there's three of you. So like just, mm -hmm. or four or five of you and you're all, you're all on all the time. And it's really, really fun. Um, but it's also, it's kind of challenging when you're, you're the new person, you're coming in to talk to the three people who right. have been there mm -hmm. through all of it. You just need to make sure that what you think is right. Yeah. And that you have a way of backing it up because, you know, it's just the numbers of it. I need to convince three people that yeah. this is the way to do it. I remember there's one shot I was doing on, um, wrestling for the troops that was uh, coming out of a mirror. To <laughs> yes, to I remember you. that. I remember and, so many conversations about that. And, and I remember we, we did, we, I, I just- Yeah, we're in our I bird costumes. It. In the yeah. bird costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. There's very, very, very cool bird costumes with a stenciled abs as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. Nice touch. Just coming out of the mirror and you all weren't certain you wanted to do it. Yeah. And so I shot it and I showed it to you and go, yeah, let's go do that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would pitch stuff, but you were never precious about it. Like- you know, you would pitch things that you felt felt like would work and would maybe make the scene funnier or whatever. And 
you know, sometimes we would say no. We were like, no, that's, I, I think, mm -hmm. I think this is funnier. And it never, it never sapped you of your confidence. It never stopped you from continuing to pitch stuff. I you know? cried the whole way home. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. From the now, did was Danny rejection. rough on you in the beginning? Now, nope. Danny can sometimes test a new director. I don't know. But I he, think he can smell the people that he can do that with, and who yeah, he, can. he does it in a funny, it's like an old school Hollywood that. thing. I think where he's <laughs> yeah, like, it is, yeah, he's like, I'm going to see, you know, if you like, like if you're worth, if you're worth my trouble, you're like, yeah. you're like, and if you so can, like, if you need to be able to take some shit, like, can you take? my Can shit? you take my shit? Yeah, not in a not in a mean way, but like, <laughs> he's playing. Yeah, he's playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe yeah, maybe it's a Frank Reynolds thing. But like, if you say, uh, "Dan, I think maybe you'd be in this chair," he's like, "Oh, really?" You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He could push you. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't give any any of the business. I mean, maybe a little bit, but I think he gets to do that. He's Danny DeVito. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, so it's like he's doing it all good fun. Yeah. You know? But I think it could be an intimidating thing coming into the show and be like, oh, it's Danny DeVito. I need to tell him to stand over here. Well, I mean, we felt there. that way. You know, in this when we first hired Danny, and you know, we would be like, I gotta go give Danny. DeVito a, a note. note. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. That's insane. Like I can't, you know. Yeah, that is. <laughs> how do you do that? Of crazy. How do you, yeah. How do you give Danny DeVito an acting note? Yeah. You're like, now yeah. Danny, I, I, because he's such a legend, it, it is kind of intimidating doing that, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. but often, oftentimes I, I always find that like the best note is the note you don't give. You just go again and they give themselves the note. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So yeah. by the time I'm coming with a note, I, really believe it like the best yeah. notes i ever gave Edie falco were the ones i never gave her you know i remember i remember just learning just shut up randall just let her she'll <laughs> feel shut it up. yeah just, it's all but juggling of personalities right it's just crazy it, it is yeah. i think i think every actor needs something different and that's you know recognizing what everybody needs is part of the you know you should figure that out really, really quickly before you start working with people well i think mm -hmm. the good thing is like the three of us we like to get in and get out yeah. So like my, my feeling, you know what I mean? If I don't have to be there all day, like if you're like, turn the light on with your left hand, I'll be like, I'm going to figure out how to turn it on with my left hand because I don't have a whole, <laughs> a whole fucking conversation about it. Otherwise this is a 10 minute conversation about whether I should turn it on with this hand. But or it's that not hand. because you don't care or like we're, when we're there, we give a hundred percent. We just have done this long enough to know that giving a hundred percent for five hours versus eight hours is not going to yield a tremendous amount of difference. So let's do it for five hours instead of it. Well, mm -hmm. you learn, you learn to pick your battles, right? Yeah. You're, you're, you're like this, this is not something like I can figure this out. Like I don't need to turn, make it into a whole thing or a 10 minute conversation about something you know, yeah. simple, but, but then every once in a while you do. You're like, I, I, I worked I, with know. Donald Sutherland one time and he was incredible. He's, uh, he's one of my favorite actors, like of the seventies and eighties. And, um, and he was one of those guys that comes from the old school and he just had to, to deliver a very simple line. And the director came in and gave him a, a it was Shackman actually that, and gave him oh, uh, right. a, a note and Donald wanted to talk about it for for I mean 45 minutes and it was just a simple thing and Matt realized okay he stepped in it now he's gonna go and we shut down everything and Donald talked about it for 45 minutes then he came back and he said okay I feel good and he did the line it was exactly the same exactly the same and we and he we we looked at it in post the same line delivered the same way but Donald felt differently about it and Shaquan and I talked about it and we realized like What's important here is not that we, yes, yeah, so we could go back and prove an actor wrong and say, look, don't you see it's the same guy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he felt better made him better throughout the rest of the day. And right. sometimes catering to the emotional needs on an individual basis of somebody who's supposed to come in and emote and be vulnerable and mm -hmm. just by nature be artistic and somewhat difficult is part of the gig. I mean, what you all do is putting yourself out there 
in a very, very open way, you're fully exposed. So no matter what it takes, you need to make that actor feel comfortable that they're not standing there with an yeah. egg on their face or doing something that's not true to their character or just feels unnatural. Everybody needs something different. It's good. You're a problem solver, I think, also. Like, I think you approach things from the standpoint of like, I think it's easy to get stuck in like, this is this is what I want, this is what I want to do. And if you can't get somebody to do it, you get frust- You could get frustrated mm-hmm. about it. But I never sensed you getting frustrated with us, even when we did get into conversations about things where we were battling it out about how a certain thing should be shot. Right. And we disagreed with you. You are uh, quite unflappable. And we yeah. are very frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very uh, frustrating. When you, um, you know, pitch these things to them, like uh, coming out of a mirror, mm-hmm. is that something that you think about in prep or do you show up on the day and you see a mirror and you go, hey, I think we could do something? No, we, we, we placed that mirror there. Okay. Because um, I knew I wanted to do that shot. I, I, have, I have every single shot worked out wow. well in advance. I do these like, overhead schematics that shows where people's uh, nose is gonna be pointed. Wow. So it's just a circle with a round thing on it. And, oh, I remember you yeah. did these. I remember looking at these. Yeah. yeah, and you might have a red circle with a nose, red nose, and you might green. So all the characters, I can, I know where they're looking, who they're talking to, and where the cameras are. Um, I'm not very smart, so I have to have a plan. And by doing that, by the time I get there, I'm going to have the meat and potatoes. Yeah. It's yeah. just everything we else figure out on the day is gravy. But s- sometimes people that get really locked into those things and then they come in and the actors go, I don't want to stand there. I don't want to do it. Yeah. They freak out because they have their whole plan for the day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but it must be your reality background too that lets you be pretty adaptable even with your plans. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I call it, I, I, I usually say I have have a theory, a theory. about people standing yeah, places yeah, and, that's right. um, yeah. saying things. That's great. And it's only a theory until you put it on its feet. And then sure. it could have been, you, know, you discover whether it's just a stupid idea or not. Really <laughs> Guys, I got to pee. Oh, See, okay. I told, this is. Look at that. What they need to feel safe is the ability to <laughs> go pee bladder. whenever they yeah. want to, and that's. Uh, this I think is it's really important. A study in, in male aging. We are all familiar with economic uncertainty these days, right? Oh, yeah. Are stocks going up? Are they are they going down? What are they doing? You know, are we all good again or are we headed right back into a, a major collapse? Yeah, and that uncertainty, it, it bleeds into every aspect of business, especially trying to find people. You mean like trying to find people to take over a timeshare? Finding people to get got? Uh, no, I just, I'm talking about like just hiring people. Like you're oh. trying to hire people. Oh, shit. Oh, That's yeah. what right. I'm saying, right? And I, I'm also, what I'm saying is, and it's more important than ever, to hire the right people faster and more efficiently to keep costs down. That's where ZipRecruiter comes in. It's a platform that streamlines hiring and helps you find the most qualified candidates. From pricing to technology, everything that ZipRecruiter does is for you and what works best for you. And right now you can try them for free. At ZipRecruiter.com slash Sunny. Yeah, we used it to hire an ad salesperson for our team. And what I really liked is how straightforward the pricing was. So you always know what you're paying before you post. It, you know, helped us stick to our budget. Yeah, also, I know that ZipRecruiter is also known for you know, their own smart technology, which sends your post to over 100 job sites and identifies the best matches for your position. 
Yeah, I'm telling you, it's the only way to find the right people for the job. Right now, can ZipRecruiter uh, find people to buy our timeshare? No, you're never going to sell it. Can ZipRecruiter buy our timeshare? No. Okay, you guys got scammed. Just deal with it. Accept it, okay? Hire the best with the help of a partner who's all about you. ZipRecruiter. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Sunny. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash S-U-N-N-Y. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Speaking to your unflappable nature, you know, to this business and succeeding in this business is so much uh, just putting yourself out there and it's mostly rejection. You know, every mm-hmm. now and then... You, you you get a breakthrough every now and then you get a show that is a hit and you hang on for dear life and do 16 seasons of it. Or, you know, every now and then you break through, but mostly it's a, a lot of lumps. You don't strike me as someone who gets affected by the lumps. And if you have had the lumps, I'm curious what they even are. Like, have you had the ups and downs with this business or are you just going down the river? And uh... I am, I am going down the river. Um, and you know, I, I think it's, it's, I have had definitely had had lumps and you just can't let that lump make you unhappy. I mean, what is a lump for you though? Like, like getting, have you been like fired off working on a show or have you been like, yeah, uh, yeah, Yeah. that's a lump. You know, yeah, makes you, you really start doubting yourself and questioning yourself. And mm-hmm. was it something I did? How I could have done it differently? And of course, the answer is no. I was perfect. They were all wrong. <laughs> well, that's um, actually right. Like the the answer is they wanted something. You were offering something else, and that's yeah. what. And then you move on to the next. But it's like you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just television. Nobody's going to die. I think that is also something that comes from expedition work. Is that Oh, a light fell down. Oh, it's raining. Ah, oh, it's too windy. We can't shoot. It's like nobody's gonna die, and everybody's <laughs> gonna eat. Yeah, it's and over. we're gonna sleep in a bed, mm-hmm. which is dry. Have you ever been in a situation while shooting where you're like, somebody might die right now? Like when you were skiing or like doing these adventure treks? Has it ever gotten hairy? Yeah. 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 For sure. I must have been scared to be like, am I gonna film my own death right now? Yeah. No. It's usually. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be, it, I, I, I have this thing where I never think it's going to be me. <laughs> it's never going to be me until, yeah, I'm laying there in a crumpled mess. Oh, wow. Now, what about advice for young, aspiring directors, like someone who, who wants to be the next Randall Einhorn? You know, I think like directing television is, is a, a going, going around and being an episodic director, understanding that it's not your show is the biggest thing and, and, and the most liberating thing. That when you get there, if you don't want to do it the way that I saw it, that's cool. I'm just a guest. Yeah. Um, so I think really having having the confidence to know what you want, but also be happy in, you know, not necessarily getting what you want, but getting what the show needs. Mm. I've heard it described as you're like the babysitter. You're not the parent. So if the parents have decided that this child is being raised, raised vegetarian, it's not your job yeah. to come in and serve the kid burgers, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually on TV shows, there's always somebody there behind you, yeah. which right, yeah. is why I tend to not do much episodic 
guest directing anymore is because mm. I, 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 I'm, I'm happy to collaborate. I really enjoy it. But it's also really nice for me to know when I've got it, and I just got it and I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, well, and you directed the pilot of The Mick. Yeah. And, and uh, many episodes as well. Yeah. Of The Mick. Mm hmm. So you was, you were you were there to establish the look. So and talk feel about of that, that for a second because that's a different situation. Because if you if you're going and it's shooting a, a pilot of yes. an episode, yeah, you you have a lot more agency over how the show is produced, how it's shot, how it looks. Can you talk about that process a little bit? Yeah, just episodic directing. Yeah, episodic. I mean, you're serving the pre-established material, and directing a pilot, you're actually establishing what that pilot, the tone will be, yeah. the look of it the, you know, how it finds its humor or its, you know, pathos, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I, I love directing pilots because it's such a ground up building situation that you, you, you are creating a foundation for the show to go for hopefully many, many seasons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, also, Abbott um, Elementary, right? You directed the pilot of that. I did. Oh, did you direct you the did? pilot of that? Yes. Oh, I didn't know you directed the pilot. Mm -hmm. Now, so that means you've done three different shows shot uh that are supposed to take place in pennsylvania right yeah, the office I, yeah. abbott elementary and this one yeah we went back to for the finale of abbott um we went to philly and i was great i went out there scouting it on my own and i just got hopped on a bike and just rode everywhere yeah that's fun it was really cool riding over to west philly and all of a sudden the streets get really really shitty <laughs> did you do yeah i would advise against the riding of the bike did you hop on a raft and get down to schuylkill <laughs> no, I think yeah, that would be that'd be a good yeah. that'd be a good white water rafting. So um, we were trying to remember. Uh, oh when yeah, we shot uh, the World Series defense, and we shot the stuff with the Philly frenetic uh -huh. with him getting in the fight with the Philly frenetic. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, and and us and me bruised and battered, and then we do the red eye bit or whatever. It was right before we go the Ollie in, <laughs> um, and in the background there is an actual game being mm -hmm. played and we were trying to figure out if the stadium was full because we put in some cgi to make it look like it was full or if there was an actual well here was the big mystery too because the first scenes the stadium's clearly empty and it's as if we're we've gotten there early and the later scenes is now full and we're talking you know as scripted that the game has begun but knowing our shooting schedule we'd be like we wouldn't have been there for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours like uh, 15 hours at that location so what did we do? Did we... I think we shot it. I think we shot that over a couple of days. Oh. I think we we wanted we wanted it to be uh, be empty. Mm -hmm. So we oh, and then we wanted it to be full. So we actually came back and it made it yeah. full. Yeah. Are you sure we did that, or did we time it in such well, way? Well, I think either was split up over a couple of days. But or... either way, this was not CGI. This was uh, no, that was, was not real... okay, not CGI. Nice, and I, we just timed it that way. Because either we timed it that way by splitting it up over a couple of days or just scheduling it that way. This looks like a show that would use CGI. <laughs> but we did. Right, and we, we did. We, with, with you, we did a big CGI thing with the uh, the gang reignite, reignites the rivalry yeah. with the uh, writing and fire also on the, on the, the wall. Oh, yeah. I remember, that was like one of the biggest CGI things we had ever and done. And also the, the um, flyers. The, also the hockey. Yeah. The hockey, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. No, that was probably even, that was much bigger. Yeah, much bigger. That was crazy. That stupid trench coat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we watch some uh, yeah, Randall? Yeah, I've Einhorn got tons clips? of uh, Randall clips. So um, maybe the question is: Do you have a specific scene you are you remember really loving how it turned out from the show, or anywhere you'd like to start? I mean, I you know, gang rest, you know, for the troops. I thought was a really good episode. Yeah, and I remember that was like I remember that we finished 
the fight scene where Danny crashes the uh, the chair over Sweet D. Yeah. And I think I did the most setups I've ever done done on in one day you did like 50 something i think it was or, eight, it was like 90 yeah you <laughs> know what i think setups. it was like 90 steps yeah. in one day i remember i remember this and it was like a lot of pages too like the amount of pages we i think you also had the record for pages in a day yeah. we had one day where we shot like 12 pages yeah, 12, <laughs> 12, See, my, pages. My, my, my greatest asset is not knowing any better and my greatest motivator is really wanting to go home it's my laziness <laughs> yeah it's my big motivator i remember the boat episode the p diddy boat dance being uh, oh my god caitlin dancing with the and didn't did we actually light that boat on fire like no that was a cgi that was cgi right we did a lot of cgi but you remember we also with that boat we took an old 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 crummy (laughs) boat which is exactly what we wanted and then they made it look older and it just then it, it looked it look more like a set. That, yeah, it made it look yeah, more like a set. Yeah, we were upset. Like, we're like, the boat looked man. old. Why yeah. did you already look old? old? Why did you have to make it look old? Long Beach, right? So we're down in yeah. Long Beach, right? right. <laughs> and I actually swam in there, that filthy, filthy water. We had to hide Caitlin's pregnancy for the first half of the season. <laughs> we had to take a boat out to the boat. <laughs> yep. And and where were you? Like, did you guys also have a boat that you were filming from? I think we were filming from a barge that was uh, you know, like a flat pontoon boat. Yeah, yeah. And you can taste that sort of endangered tang. That's it. Oh, hold on. I do. Endangered, uh, endangered species are delicious. Charlie, did you guys ever find those keys? Well, they're endangered. Mm-hmm. I did actually. I did. In the orange ruffy, for instance. Grab Frank and Dean and get the hell out of there because uh, we're going to be bringing back a couple of tasty treats, if you know what I'm saying. Hey, man, yeah, absolutely. I'll get right on that. What? That's how you patronize someone right there. <laughs> what, 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 what? Dennis, beat a dick. Don't worry about it, man. Hey, this scuba equipment's broken. It's useless. What the hell with it? Let's get back to shrimping. I'm going to toss this shit. It's crap anyway. <laughs> That's that was not CG. That was real. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flame bars. The boat is on fire. What do you mean? Boat is on fire. Oh, fire now, where did we shoot that? We shot that. Fire shot on the lot, right? I think so. Yeah, I think we shot that on the lot. Yeah, so what I'm, and then we just have a lighting effect yes. in the window there. Yeah, I think we had to shoot that actually outside and take some of that set outside. Really? Yeah, I think so because you can't you can't light something on fire in set. That's right. Out into the sea. So much more romantic in the middle of nowhere, where we can be completely alone. <laughs> you can make rash decisions based on fear. <laughs> right, Dennis? Uh, yeah. Mac not understanding the implication <laughs> quite. Oh, well, yeah. Understanding of it, not understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Understanding how to communicate. Yeah, yeah. Out of my way. No more ditty boat. Damn catfish nipping at my heels. All the way endangered my ass. There's a billion of them out there. What the hell happened? <laughs> Not the hell of a swim. Charlie, where's the boat? What happened to the boat? It's right there. Wait, yeah, how would we not see that? <laughs> <laughs> now that is CG. You know, this is it looks pretty good. Yeah, it does. It's not. Yeah. How do we sink yeah, it? The, the thing lighting on fire is really funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> how do we but do dancing. the sinking? How do we make it sink? Yeah. CG. Some guy, Some computer, you know. Fanatics. Maybe we sunk something and then. 
Well, a long I, time now, ago. Did, from your, did having Randall on the season five inspire you to be like, oh, maybe we could do a whole thing on a boat? Like, just in terms of you, they talk about how you brought scale to the show and like kind of well, made you we think would you could write things, assuming yeah. that we were going to find the way to shoot them where you mm. couldn't actually see. Like, so we would have written the hockey thing, assuming, well, we won't actually like see the stadium, or we would have written that being like, well, you might not actually see like the boat sink. You might, see, you know, yeah. Uh, so you were the one, I think, saying, no, there's – the world has changed. We can, like, there's technology. There's ways that, to do this, yeah. Yeah, and that, that you don't have to spend a billion dollars to do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember how we sunk the boat, but I, I think it was just, oh, yeah. you know, took, took a plate of it mm-hmm. and just, you know, shot it so that it was, you know, a thing that you could manipulate on its own. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, explain a, a plate to the general audience. So, you know, in a, sometimes you're shooting a something on a green screen where you can isolate the the character or the element that you want to isolate and lift it off the background and put it onto another background, another yeah. plate. So that's what I'm sure we did is we just shot yeah. that as a plate, shot 15 seconds of it, and then it was isolated and manipulated and mm-hmm. it was its own layer. Now here we weren't allowed to like go to a game and film at a game, which was our first request. But we were allowed to film a game. We you know we weren't allowed to like get on the ice and do the whole like scene, which would taken a lot of time. But so that shot, these are stunt stunt guys yep. in Philly. Yep. Um, that's us. That's us. Comps. Comps. Yeah. Yeah. That's obviously yeah. So <laughs> you can kind of tell, unfortunately. You can kind of tell there. Yeah, you can certainly see green. Now that's real, and that was real. Well, that, that, that's all comps. I remember not feeling like. I remember feeling upset that the stunt guys were doing. Uh, the stunt guy for me was like doing bad skating. I'm like, hey man, <laughs> Charlie guy skates good. Yeah, this all was so much green that screen. That looks great. Now, yeah. yeah. Snap zone, but you kind of also can't tell. I mean, it's pretty dark. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the choice to explode that was a lot of fun. <laughs> has cemented himself as a Philly sports legend. I remember this shot. It, it pans over to a tight shot, right? No, right you- here, Mac. Mac, Mac. So that's the state. So you must have sent them a shot list. Yeah. Mac, 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 wake up. Mac, Mac, wake up. Mac, wake up. And that's a rink somewhere in Burbank. Yeah. We must have gone there and, and shot that Mac, Mac. You, Mac. You, you went to Philly. Yeah. You I went think, to Philly. I think you went to Philly with a. To yeah. shoot that stuff? I, I mean, I remember, so. okay, so that wasn't just a second unit director? I don't know. I think, I, th- I thought, I remember yes. that stuff, because I remember yeah. the board moving in the yeah, background. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you must have gone yeah. with with a unit. Mm-hmm. Did we sh- did we shoot in Philly in season six? There's some seasons we sh- have shot there and some we haven't. Uh, and I well, I think it sh- wasn't hockey season by the time oh. we were filming. So, like, you must have mm-hmm. gone earlier, like, while we were... Yeah, I don't know. That's I just went. Strange. I just did. A, yeah. I'm. Sh- I'm sure you'd get on the. You'd be able to go there now, right? Now we could. Yeah. yeah, yeah now yeah. I bet we could work it out. But you yeah. know, they're not like we're. Hey, it's a game. There's a team. We're not gonna right. like. You know the the fans are there to 
for a game, not yeah. for you guys to film a scene for eight yeah, hours yeah. on the ice. I, so. I, I went and shot basketball for It's Always Sunny uh, for Abbott Elementary. And it, you know, I had four minutes and, you know, it's, you're part of so, uh, a much, much bigger thing. And it's, it's clear how little you matter to, to them. It's like, okay, you're off. You're done. You got your four minutes. I was like, I need one more. No. Yeah. No, you're, no, you're, you're, you're done. Yeah, you're done. Cool. We're running a $2 billion franchise. <laughs> yeah. here, Nobody right? cares about your yeah. little show. It's like whenever you shoot on the universal <laughs> lot, you shoot on one of the lots and and all of a sudden you just hear like a ding, 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 ding. And you hear like something like, and they're over here, they're shooting. And then you, you look up and it's a tram car that's coming through. And you're like, we're shooting, we're shooting here. And they're like, yeah, no, we don't care. Yeah, we, out of we make way. more money off the park than we <laughs> the do. The park, it makes yeah. way more money. Get out of the way. <laughs> we will yeah. run you the fuck over. Yeah. <laughs> they don't give shit. They yeah. do not care. They would, the, the, the people in the car would love to see that, actually. <laughs> yeah. First of all, they're, they're like, what show is this? We've never heard of, we've never heard of this. <laughs> Uh, um, another thing you shot was the Kitten Mittens commercial. Oh, yeah. Do you have any memories of uh, shooting Dick that? Dicktown.com. Dicktown. Dicktown. Yeah. Kitten Mittens. Um, yeah. I, I remember, you know, I remember the, to get the cat to walk funky. Mm -hmm. We, we uh, you know, we trained with a, the cat, put some, um, like, corn or something in, its, in, in the mittens. So the cat. Oh, so was, that it was uncomfortable. <laughs> it was like mittens. walking really, really funny. Yeah. Oh, really? I yeah. thought it was just doing that because the mittens were on. No, it was we, like, we, I got to get these off. There was something in there. I don't remember what it was. Rice or I like the idea of it being corn. Let's go with that. I don't know why, but... Yeah. Cut that, cut that, cut that. No. Get a call from PETA. Yeah. Yeah. Send, him, send him Ryan. Yeah, yeah, you made that cat walk name. on corn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how dare you. Cruel. You got to eat the corn afterwards. Oh, so. Sure. Yeah. Sure, and then we got to eat the cat. It's all it's a, natural <laughs> it's a natural cycle of, you know, it's totally humane. Uh, so are you still directing Abbott Elementary? I will be, yes. Okay. And so I stayed on. I stayed on. I did the pilot and I directed the first. Are you EPing as well? Yeah. Okay. So I yeah. EP that. And so you're heavily involved in that one. Heavily involved in that one. It's yeah. big hit. Yeah. Now, what if we said we wanted to have you back to direct more episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia at some point? Can uh, we afford you? I'd love to. I'd <laughs> love to. I think we, we yeah. can at this point, but we can try. Mm -hmm. um, will you take scale? <laughs> will you take scale? And will you, will you still allow us GTA to, scale? you know, completely steamroll you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you come in. I, that's, that's my forte. Just okay. lay down. Just okay. give up with what yeah. you want. Yeah. <laughs> Cry on the way home. Process it later. But we haven't talked about your house at all. Wait, we have to talk about your house for a second. Because you you were one of the true first like California hippies that I've, that I, that I, <laughs> whose compounds I'd ever been to. Yeah. He, I don't know if you still live there, but mm. he lives, he lived Topanga. up in the hills of, Topanga of, of Topanga Canyon. Um, and any stalkers out there just know if you try to find him, Topanga Canyon you'll is massive yeah. and you'll, you'll never, never find, find, you will find die it. out in the woods. Yeah, you will. <laughs> it's this old, uh, ashram where Buddhist monks used to live yep. back in the 60s and 70s. So some weird shit was going oh, yeah. on there. Because it transitioned cool. from Buddhism to Mansonism, Manson. possibly. Mansonism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little bit of overlap. A <laughs> little bit of overlap. Sure. Yeah. sure. A lot of meditation, but a lot of drugs. A lot of drugs. A lot of... Yeah. Peace and love, peace and love. Or murder. Some yes. murder. I've yeah, had somebody with... say, oh, I was in an orgy at your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's cool. Oh, yeah, very that's cool. very cool. Good for you. But you also had lots of animals. Yeah. And the very first time I had ever been on a horse, so he, he, he I don't know if you still keep horses, but oh, you yeah. had horses up there. And you're like, let's just go riding on a horse. I was like, okay, I've, I've never been on a horse before. And you're like, it's fine. It's easy. It's easy. 
So I go, okay. So, and I'm just following you. Oh, shit. And all of, so we're just going down this trail. And I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, this is fun. This is fun. I'm having fun. And then a deer comes out and the horse gets spooked and bucks and chucks me into next week off the horse Mm -hmm. into like these like grass slash wheat fields. And I land on the ground. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And the horse ran away and Randall was far away. And I was just like, on the ground, you like got tossed off a horse. I got tossed off a horse. Yeah, that's scary, dude. Yeah, that's that's no joke. Yeah. I, could kill I, was, you. I was laughing hysterically the entire time. I remember, I remember the, like, like I'm, I'm calling out, Rob, you you good? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. What, what are you doing, man? Oh, I'm in a bush. <laughs> um, I remember you didn't tell me that you. That, I was looking for the horse. I was like, yeah. let me find this horse and get back <laughs> find on the it horse first. so I can like catch up with him. And the horse was not having it. Yeah, the horse was like, get the fuck away. Horse. Yeah, Sorry about that. A oh, horse. Horse. Uh, scared horse. Yeah. Scared horse. Can I get back on? Here? Scared two thousand pound beast. I'm going to come. Yeah, to yeah. Hop back on. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still in that place? Yeah. Well, still a, riding horses. Still riding horses. Mm, nice. Um. Yeah, still in that place. The place is very, very different. It was an ashram I bought off an 80-year-old monk who was living there with 11 disciples. And he was a renunciist. And the first thing he certainly renounced was maintenance. And <laughs> there was just shit everywhere. The whole place smelled like patchouli and incense. <laughs> but um, that place is no longer. We started remodeling it. And then it was like, yeah. It was, it was. We ended up lowering the whole thing. It's like yeah. six inches and just building a new house. Mm. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. I, I remember you good. were forever working on There's maybe some spirits on. in there that you want to cleanse. Yeah, cleanse. Yeah, you know. Or maybe but actually, some maybe some ones. good stuff. Yeah, yeah, some fun ones. So there, there was a guy who came, a kid came, you know, a week ago. I'm down mucking the horses. And this kid came up. He says, hey, uh, do you live here? I said, yeah, I do. He says, I was born in that bedroom. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. You better come in, man. Come, come check it out. And this kid who grew up in that house um, you know, walked him through the the property oh, and had, cool. had all these memories of yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, that is cool. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I watched my parents fuck there. Yeah, I watched my my parents fuck other yeah. people there. Yeah, yeah. I watched Charlie uh, Manson murder somebody over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, California was a strange place. Super strange. I still have a buck naked Peter Bogdanovich <laughs> still wearing his ascot uh, right here. Right, and, right uh, And I'll never forget that. This came up on the podcast uh, when your name was mentioned. Were you aware that your last name means? unicorn in german yes you are yes yeah i brought this up it doesn't it's unicorn sounds better than einhorn <laughs> i don't even like saying it yeah you know it's kind of doesn't doesn't have a einhorn. but like german it doesn't really have an elegance to it so einhorn einhorn yeah i, I don't know that's pretty cool it's a good it's a, good, it's a good memorable name, name. it's yeah. not as magical as unicorn though I no guess. it's not it's my family crest you know is a unicorn? Is a unicorn? No. <laughs> but my, my company name my company name is Sad Unicorn. Oh, sad nice. Unicorn. That's nice. Because <laughs> there's nothing funnier than a sad unicorn, I think. <laughs> yeah. 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 Is there such a thing as a sad unicorn? Well, they're all sad, right? Because they only have one horn. Yeah. They always wanted more. Well, most most have most other beasts have two. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Always bummed them out. Well, this has been anything other than sad. We've loved having you on. It's been wonderful. Yeah, man. Um, Yeah. So good to see you. I don't know if we can afford you. We definitely can't afford you anymore. But we'd love to. I would love to come play. Great. You would. Oh, yeah. It was absolutely always a giggle. I would love to have you back. You know. Yeah. I always had a giggle. It was always fun. Yeah. Remember, Sweet D stuck to the floor. 
in the movie. And it would we lie. just we talked about just that talking last, about yeah, it last and episode. how miserable that was. And she was uh, fine though. She was yeah, like, like yeah, she was game, literally yeah. glued just, to the floor. With yeah, that. yeah. Well, thanks, Randall. Yeah, thank, you. thank you, thank you, Randall. What a treat. Great to see you, bud. Great to see you. And that's it. That's it. Ta-da.